Bangor Worldwide has been promoting and supporting World Mission for over 85 years. Our podcasts are free of charge. You can find out more about us at www.worldwidemission.org. We hope you enjoy this talk. Well, good evening. It is a great privilege for me to be here at this convention. In fact, it's a miracle that I'm actually here. Many of you already know that I took heart failure on the 30th of April, 2015, and I was diagnosed with cardiomyopathy. And on my 60th birthday, I was told that I needed a heart transplant, and my heart was only working 20%. I just want to thank many people here who've been praying for me during my illness. Praise the Lord. My heart is now working 40%, and my transplant team have told me that they won't offer me a transplant because I'm too well. Praise the Lord. What a mighty God we serve. The other reason why it's a privilege for me to be standing here is because the Worldwide Missionary Convention has had a big impact on our lives. In fact, it was 40 years ago that Eva and I sat up in the balcony, and God challenged us to serve him. And tonight it's our prayer that God will touch your heart, that you will be touched and moved to be involved in the Great Commission. Six weeks before we attended the convention in 1977, we got married. We were just 21, and it was on our honeymoon that we dedicated our lives to serve the Lord. It was at the convention that year that God gave us a vision of opening up our home, inviting young people to come and hear missionaries speak and be motivated to get involved in mission. The first meeting was held in September 1977, and eight young people attended the first meeting, hence the ministry of YMF, Youth Evangelical Missionary Fellowship, as was then known, was formed. But today was known, and today LMI is not only impacting lives here in the United Kingdom, but also lives around the world. You see, it's not it's our ability God wants. It's our availability. And if we are not available, God can't use us. And if we are not available, he can't use us. He wants to use us. But we need to be available. I remember being asked to speak at a scripture union group on the challenge of mission. And the SU leader introduced me to another teacher who he said teaches Spanish. And I said to him, oh, if only I had met you a number of months ago, I had an invitation on my desk, inviting us to send a team to Spain. But I needed someone who could speak Spanish fluently and who could be responsible for the team. I was shocked by his reply. He said, I have done my bit for mission. And I said, well, can I ask, what did you do? He said, yes, before I got married, I went on a two-week summer team to Spain. You see, God wants us to do more than our bit for mission. He wants us to surrender our lives. It's easy to sing, all to Jesus I surrender, all to him I freely give, but hold back. Little did we realize back in 1977, when we dedicated our lives to serve the Lord, what the implications would be. We praise God for his faithfulness. 
First Thessalonians 5.24 tells us, He who called you is faithful. He will surely do it. What a wonderful privilege it's been for Yvonne and I to serve the Lord these past 40 years. Psalm 126, verse 3 tells us this, The Lord has done great things for us where we're filled with joy. Joy. It's been a joy. It's been a privilege. And tonight I'd like to take you on a journey as we look at the four major areas of LMI's ministry. But before we do this, it's good to remember how it all began. So we're going to show you a short video clip on the history of the ministry. In 1977, two young newlyweds from Belfast, Thomas and Yvonne McLean, responded to a burden God placed upon their hearts to mobilize young people to get involved in mission. Their decision was to impact thousands of others around the globe through the establishment of Logos Ministries International, a multifaceted ministry which reaches across three continents and eight time zones. Thomas and Yvonne's initial vision was to host weekly missionary meetings in their home in East Belfast. Missionaries working all over the world came to speak to young people who were challenged to pray, to give and to go. The work was called Youth Evangelical Missionary Fellowship or YEMF and soon its vision grew to encompass training young people for Christian service with an emphasis on evangelism and discipleship. opportunity to put this learning into practice was provided at YEMF outreaches throughout the province. Thomas and Yvonne's vision was extended when they went to Kenya in 1979 and again in 1984. Their hearts were stirred by the reality that such little opportunity for Bible training existed for believers that they met. In 1984, the mission sent Bible teaching materials overseas with the aim of assisting the National Church. Later courses were introduced, forming Bible study programs. To date, more than 2,300 students from 67 countries have participated in our courses, from places such as Indonesia, Pakistan, Sierra Leone, Russia and China. Not only has our Bible teaching ministry influenced individuals, but the impact has reverberated in churches and communities as our students have been motivated and equipped to serve Christ more effectively. A one-off week-long schools outreach event in 1989 was the catalyst for a youth and schools ministry that has continued to the present day. Each year, our teams speak to thousands of post-primary pupils about Jesus, the Bible and the message of Christianity. Over 100,000 young people have been reached through school visits, ministry and youth groups, or retreats. Due to the growth and increased vision of the work, in 1994, YEMF changed its name to Logos Ministries, and the turn of the millennium saw the development of the Overseas Ministry Program. Doors opened for teams to conduct ministry in Eastern Europe, followed in subsequent years by ministry programs in North America, Asia and Africa. The focus of much of this work was on teaching and training. Thousands of people attended leadership seminars that were conducted by the mission in various countries and countless churches were visited. International was added to the mission's name in 2003 and so the ministry became known as LMI, or Logos Ministries International. 
In addition to assisting with training, many other needs have been met by our overseas mission projects. Thousands of Bibles have been provided for believers in various languages. Radio ministry supported, bicycles provided for pastors and evangelists, support for orphanages, assisting Bible colleges and providing humanitarian relief. Today we have nine partnership ministries in Hong Kong, Nepal, Myanmar, South Sudan, Malawi, Hungary, the Andaman Islands and two in India. Working with our partners has enabled LMI to minister effectively to meet the needs of brothers and sisters in Christ and further the proclamation of the gospel. Raising awareness among Christians about the need to get involved in mission remains at the heart of LMI. Each year we speak to thousands of people through our mission awareness program at meetings across the UK and Ireland about how they can get involved prayerfully, financially and practically. As ever, our passion remains the same. We want the world to know Jesus. But the first area of our ministry I want to focus tonight is our mission awareness program. This is where we visit churches to present the challenge of mission and seek to mobilize people to fulfill the Great Commission. Jesus said in Acts 1 verse 8, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Over the years, it's been exciting to see people enthused about mission. And today there are many men and women who are serving God in various ways and various places around the world. The second area for our work is our Bible teaching ministry. The reality is that many Christians don't have access to Bible study resources to help them understand God's word. Indeed, some don't even have a complete copy of the Bible. This is hard for us to understand here, living in this part of the world, where there's plenty of Bible study materials, numerous biblical translations, and helpful resources. Recognizing this need is what prompted the development of our Bible teaching ministry back in 1984. And to date, 2,300 people have participated in our study programs from 67 different countries. The Bible tells us in 2 Timothy 2, 15, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Today, we have four main courses, a Christian education program, certificate in biblical studies, a leadership study program, a women's study program, and each courses and related study materials are provided free of charge, and students can work away in their own home and at their own pace. All of this has been made possible through the gifts of God's people. Here is some of the feedback from some of our students. Paul Kotobo from Uganda writes this, I would like to thank you so much for the sponsorship you gave me in 2005 up to now, which has been a wonderful tool for me in sharing God's word with all people through home sales, preaching in hospital, preaching in prison, because of you through God's mercy. And in Kamara from India, she writes, the quality of study materials is very good and useful to put these subjects in daily life and practice. 
And Pastor Robson from Zambia, he writes, since I got my certificate in biblical studies in 2015, I have planted five churches. That's amazing. He's planted five churches in two years. Our current student body is made up of individuals from 13 nations, including Myanmar, Ghana, Zambia, Guinea-Bissau, India, and the Philippines. And it's exciting to think of the impact of God's word upon their lives and upon the people that they meet. Our youth and schools ministry commenced in 1989 with what we thought was only going to be a one-off week-long outreach is still continuing to this day. To date, we have visited 150 schools in the north of Ireland, 12 schools in the Republic of Ireland, 23 schools in England, and two schools in Scotland. Over 100,000 young people have been reached through our youth and schools ministry. It's just amazing. And sometimes you don't hear or realize the impact that our youth and schools ministry is having. But at our, one of our anniversary events in Trinity Presbyterian Balamone in February, a man came up to me after the meeting and he said this, you don't know me, but I gave my heart to the Lord in this very hall at one of LMI youth events. As part of our youth and schools outreach, we had conducted a weekend in Trinity Church. And Roger slipped in at the back while one of our ministry team, Steve Parsons, was speaking. And at the end of the meeting, unknown to us, he gave his heart to the Lord. Today, he's now an elder in that very same church. Here's a short video clip of our school's ministry and feedback from some teachers. LMI is a Christian charity that began in 1977. Since then, the work has really grown and it still continues to develop today. One aspect of our work is our youth and schools outreach. It began in 1989, and since then has continued to impact thousands of young people's lives all across Northern Ireland and further afield. Today, as a team, we continue that work, and we hope to give you a greater understanding of what's involved. I think Thomas has been coming with LMI to St Mary's for about 23 years now. Um, my predecessor, Sister Regina, would have initially made contact with them. And I remember as a young RE teacher being down in the hall and hearing the very first presentation. And it was lovely and joyful and the music was great and the girls really loved it. And then when I took over as head of department in 1996, Thomas would have contacted me personally and that's how we arranged all our future visits then. The team's work has had a tremendous impact on our school, first and foremost to me um, as an RE um, teacher and head department. I am consistently trying to create ways to make RE relevant, vibrant, fresh and all of a sudden the team come in with these incredible ideas, they are engaging with our students, they have time where you know you have reflective time, they have time where they have so much fun and activity, they have time that really challenges our students to think about their faith. This particular topic that I recall is um, on, well it was an identity, so we're looking at self-esteem, we were looking at the pressures of young people today. And for me, in all the nearly 20 years that I've taught here, I think that particular session was poignant because we find that we got answers and responses that have never really 
seen before. We, I find that um, over the weeks after that event, people were coming up um, to speak to me in a more pastoral role, just about uh, issues and problems that they are going through. And I mean, for me, that was very important that um, these students felt that in our school environment, as a result of that workshop on identity, which obviously LMI led, that they felt that they could come and uh, be more open I definitely would recommend LMI to other schools and have done so in the past. Um, I would recommend them because everything they do is done in a very professional manner. Uh, they're always very well prepared for days that they spend in school. They've brought excellent speakers to our school and the, the power of that witness has been tremendous uh, among the, the teenagers that we have here. Um, they're very courteous when they come to school. And one thing that I would stress, and which is very true, they are very respectful of the ethos of a school. I am very grateful for the, the experiences we've had, and I certainly would recommend all schools to have them in, see how it goes, and I know that you would want them to come back again. There was a significant development in the ministry as a result of Yvonne, attending, Yvonne and I attending a leadership seminar conference in the Netherlands in 2000. It was there we met church leaders from different nations. And this led to us receiving invitations to minister in countries around the world and led to the development of our overseas ministry program. Over the years, we have experienced God's leading as he brought key people across our path and partnership ministries began to emerge and today our overseas ministry program has become well established. At present we have nine partnership ministries with overseas coordinators in India, South Sudan, Hong Kong and China, Myanmar, Nepal, Malawi, Central and Eastern Europe and the Andaman Islands. And through these partnership ministries over the years we have supported local church assisting them in spiritual and practical ways through various projects. One of the latest projects we have undertaken has been the setting up of a Bible training institute and providing a, for, a building for the students in India. What an opportunity to train men and women to be equipped and to be effective witnesses for Christ. LMI also provided uh, the equipment for a radio studio in Hong Kong. An ongoing project is the sponsoring of the production of Indonesian programs that are now going across 90 countries around the world. And through this ministry, many people have been reached with the gospel. Another aspect of our overseas ministry program is the sponsorship of LMI leadership seminars. Only 5% of pastors currently ministering around the world have been trained for pastoral ministry. This is a huge need that is repeated time and time again throughout the nations. Here's a group of church leaders who attended leadership seminar that LMI conducted in Kenya, thanks to the support of God's people. 
To date, we have sent multinational ministry teams, including some of our overseas coordinators, to provide leadership training in 18 countries. In 2013, I had the wonderful privilege of conducting leadership seminars along with a team in Vietnam. That was an incredible experience. It was such a challenge to hear that out of the 90 pastors who attended, 12 of them had been in prison for their faith. One of the pastors writes this, I praise the Lord through his servants. I learned the theology, understanding, and many experiences for my leadership. I will use all my learning to my ministry. We're very appreciative, a Vietnamese pastor. And then Pastor Pierre from Burkina Faso said, we have learned a lot in this seminar, and we will be able to do the work of the Lord more than yesterday. We have learned how a leader should conduct himself and that a leader should live with integrity in all things. The invitations to conduct leadership seminars keep coming. Pray that God will provide the funds so that we can send more teams to conduct more leadership seminars. As our ministry overseas developed, we became increasingly aware of the difficult and desperate situation people find themselves. This resulted in the launch of our overseas relief ministry to provide practical support in appropriate ways where it is needed most. Basic supplies were given to people in Nepal following the 2015 earthquake. LMI also provided goats for 13 widows who had lost their livelihood when their cattle perished. Breeding the goats will once again enable them to provide for their families. In fact, this week, we've just sent more money to Nepal for the flood disaster to our pastor that he could help the families. Help has also been given to support a literacy program in South Sudan, and funds were recently sent to assist the famine relief in that country. In 2015, our overseas ministry saw a new development with the sending of our first cross-culture missionaries, Philip and Rita Lewis, who are currently serving the Lord in Southeast Asia. Philip and Rita are supporting the ministry of a local church, offering English classes, women's prison ministry, and conducting Bible studies. They've also contacted an unreached people group called the Bee Tribe, and it's been a real source of blessing and encouragement to them to see this group coming to faith, some of this group coming to faith in Christ. An unfinished task. And when I think of the unfinished task, I think of the country of Haiti when I had the privilege of going to Haiti. And all you could write across that country, unfinished. Every building, every church, every home was half-finished. It wasn't finished. It was just half built. And that's, we know that there's a task unfinished. There's a world that needs to be reached. Whilst we celebrate all that has been achieved through LMI over the last 40 years, whether that means challenging believers to respond to God's call and mission, or whether equipping men and women through biblical studies, or continuing to reach young people in our schools across this land, or partnering with a local church in the nations, the work is ongoing. We need your prayers. We need your support to carry on the work that God has called us to do. 
And as a mission, we are currently seeking personnel for various roles within LMI. And if you would like to explore missionary opportunities, we'd love to speak with you, either full-time, part-time, or even volunteers. We have a number of openings at the moment. Question, are you available to be used by God to fulfill the Great Commission? I'd just like, for a few moments that's left, to look at a few verses in the Bible that is referred to what is known as the Great Commission. We find them in Matthew 28, 16 to 20. Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had appointed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always, even to the end. Here Jesus emphasized the importance of this message to his disciples before his death on the cross. He was with them in the Mount of Olives, and he said to him, after I am risen from the dead, I want to meet you in the mountain of Galilee. So he made an appointment with them to meet him at the mountain of Galilee. Why? Why was this appointment made? Why was this message so important? Because he was leaving, and he, wanted, he was giving him a task to do. The Great Commission still applies to us today. There's still a task unfinished. There's still a world that's unreached. There's still people that need to hear the message of the gospel. The question is, how are we going to respond? When we think of the Great Commission, we see four things. First of all, we see that it's a great privilege. A great privilege. Jesus said, go into all the world and preach the gospel. What a task. There are people today in our world that have never heard the name of Jesus. And it's a privilege for us to go and share the message of the good news that Jesus Christ is alive, that our God reigns, that our God is alive. What a privilege. And then there's a great program. We have been instructed to make disciples of all nations. What a task. People not only need to be reached with the gospel, but they need instructions on how to live the Christian life in order their lives will glorify God. Make disciples of all nations. When Eva and I first came to this convention in 1977, that was a big thing for people to go overseas. To go and reach the nations, you had to go overseas. And our first trip was to Kenya in 77 and 79 for three months. Today, the nations are coming to us. There's 88 different languages spoken in the north of Ireland today. And you don't have too far to walk down that street or anywhere we go to meet people from other countries, other nations, make disciples of all nations what a great program. And then there's great power. Jesus said, you shall receive power. The task is big, but we can be empowered by the Holy Spirit to do the work of, that God has called us to do. 
great power, the anointing of the Holy Spirit to help us, to enable us. And then we have a great promise. Jesus said, I will be with you always. Yes, the task is big. The task is enormous. But what a reassurance when we engage in mission that we are not on our own. God is with us every step of the way. Today, you and I are called to impact our world with the love and message of Jesus. John Stott said this, we must be global Christians with a global vision because God is a global God. Today, there's a need for people to get involved in the Great Commission. Today, there's a need for people who are willing to pray for a lost world. Today, there's a need for people who are willing to invest their resources to reach a lost world. Today, there's a need for people who are willing to go and serve in a lost world. There's one key word in those three sentences, and the word is willing. Willing to pray, willing to give, willing to go. And I just want to finish with a poem that has a very challenging message. It's called, How Willing. Just how far am I willing to go that the gospel may be preached? Just how willing am I willing to give that the lost ones may be reached? Just how much am I willing to pray for the souls that are lost in sin? Just how much am I willing to do to go and to bring them in? Just how yielded am I to Christ? Do I fill his do I let his spirit fill? Just how willing am I to pay the price to obey my master's will? Amen. The Lord bless you. We trust you've enjoyed this podcast. If you'd like to make a donation to support the work of Bangor Worldwide, please visit www.worldwidemission.org slash donate.